Now we find ourselves in 1 Corinthians 10. 1 Corinthians 10 is a continuation of a larger discussion. 1 Corinthians 8 through 10. These three chapters uh, were not originally broken into chapters. They constitute one teaching on how we have to how we work and have fellowship with each other. Chapter 8 opened with certain Corinthians um, declaring that they had knowledge and they puffed up, knowing that idols had no real existence, and there uh, is no God but the one true God. 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 um, through 4, and argued that um, the idols, that the, the idols' uh, temples and participating in sacrificing to meat that happened in the temple uh, had no meaning. Uh, Paul has three arguments as to why they were wrong for using um, their their knowledge. Uh, the first was the fact that in chapter 8, that they were causing others to sin and fall away from the faith. The first principle that uh, he would um, use our knowledge to cause another person to commit sin. The second thought was um, we find in chapter 9 is that Paul taught that we use our knowledge uh, chapter 9 that uh, Paul taught that just because we have rights doesn't mean we have to exercise those rights. We submit our freedoms and rights for the sake of the gospel and we must all become all things to all people by all means that we might save some. In fact, uh, not submitting our rights for the sake of the gospel and for the faith of others is how we disqualify ourselves from attaining the prize. And we saw that in the latter part of 1 Corinthians chapter 9. If you remember, the discussion was about uh, a couple different uh, games that were played in the Ismithian games. Uh, that they would recognize. We talked about the idea of boxing, one boxing, one running the race. And now we find ourselves here in verse 10, I mean, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, and really discussing the relationship between um, idolatry and our walk. Uh, and we in this uh in this uh chapter we're also going to talk about the 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 real the reality of abandoning the faith uh and we need to appreciate God's help in the time of temptation and to understand the importance of properly applying the principle of expediency uh, and so we're going to discuss all those things uh in this in this chapter today uh, let us pray most heavenly and gracious and merciful Father in heaven, we're just so thankful for this blessing to study your inspired word. We're so thankful for your son, Christ Jesus. We're so thankful for all the things you do for us each and every day. We ask that you watch over us uh, as we go about this lesson, that we will be able to study and learn uh, what thus saith the Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So again, um, we see moreover uh, really signals that um, uh, verse uh, 10 is a continuation of the preceding chapters. Moreover, brethren, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant 
how that all fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. See, Paul is really going to set up the conversation to discuss how idolatry is easy and how we can easily fall into this temptation uh, and fall away. Because remember, Paul talked about that warning of being disqualified in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 through 27. So there was a great concern about those who can disqualify themselves. Uh, the example that he uses uh, is dealing with uh, idolatry and is also dealing with Israel and how Israel um, fell into the same temptation and subsequently didn't please the Lord. So let, <coughs> let's take a look at that. So um, we see that uh, in verse 2, And all were baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and did all eat the same spiritual meat. Verse 4, And did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock, that flowed from that followed them, and that rock was Christ. So we see here uh, the, an example of be, this disqualification and how there's really a warning, right? Because the warning is that um, it's easy to abandon the faith. And the example that he cites is uh, the children of Israel. And we see um, here uh, that this clear, clearly is a communicate a, a connection to the lar to this larger argument, and really this whole idea of liberties and expedient matters um, are really left to the judgment of man. And if you remember uh, the preceding chapters, there was this conversation about uh, offending those brothers who uh, were eating uh, food sacrificed to idols. It's interesting that the word all is used uh, five times in verses one through four. The significance of the word um, all, uh, all God's people, not just a few select few, just not a select few uh, that had the problem with liberties or some who had uh, no problem with liberties. It seems like it's, 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 he's making that point there. Just because one is in good standing with God does not mean that he or she cannot lose his position through sin. And that's a real thought here. Um, Paul said, Paul actually said that um, quite clearly in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, where he says, I beat myself under, I keep my, uh, I keep under my body and bring it to subjection, lest by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. So we see here that, that thought that we could be rejected, uh, we could be, uh, we could fall short. And the children of Israel are a good example of that. Uh, so when we come down a little bit uh, further, uh, all were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. So if we remember, uh, when they were led through, uh, out of the, when they were um, led out of Egypt, they were led at night by fire. Uh, and in the day, a cloud by the Lord, uh, by the Lord, 
Uh, if you remember Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 33, uh, and Exodus chapter 14 records the idea of them passing through the Red Sea by the power of God and the Egyptians were defeated as the walls of the water collapsed in on them, if we can remember that. And so uh, verse, and in verse 2 it says, And all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. So um, the act of following Moses through the Red Sea, following the Lord through the cloud day uh, by day and um, fire and, and night, was symbolic to take the Israelites out of the control of Pharaoh and into the authority of Moses uh, and by God. Uh, the Christian baptism uh, takes them out of the darkness of servitude to sin and places them under the ownership of Jesus Christ. And we can see that in Acts 20, verse 28. Paul's point really here is, um, as it develops, is that baptism alone does not save, but a man must maintain good work. So, uh, we, we have to, we know that baptism is essential, right? We understand that. But what's also essential is that we must maintain uh, good works throughout our, uh, throughout our life. So the point is, hey, you can miss the mark and fall off and, and, and go and, 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 um, and abandon the faith. And we have to be careful of that. That's what Paul is, is doing here. He's warning them uh, of that fact. And then uh, if we go down a little further, uh, you notice where it says, and all did eat the same spiritual food and did eat the same drink for they drank, they drank of the, the spirit, the spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. So this is interesting. So we know in Exodus 16 that they all ate the same spiritual food. That was the manna that came down from heaven. They all drank the spiritual drink, right? Remember the water of Meribah? Exodus uh, chapter 17, verse 6. Um, the, song, uh, the song that Moses is recorded in Deuteronomy chapter 32, uh, Moses refers to Jehovah as the rock. Jehovah as the rock. So Paul tells us here that Jesus is the deity. Jesus is the, the, that God. Jesus is that rock. Uh, and it's the same way that that rock nursed Israel. Uh, Jesus uh, is that rock and nourishes us today. Um, and we we also see that 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 Jesus was always there, right? Um, he was always always there, and he was always um, uh, there throughout history. So let's look at uh, verses uh, five because here verses uh, uh, verses five. Uh, this really kind of ends this this section, which really talks about um, the spiritual blessings. Uh, an example, and uh, the the and uh, the abandonment despite uh, the blessings. Um, so, again, uh, if we look at verse five, it says, "But with many of them, God was not pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness." So. Here we go. So think of they were all able to enjoy the same food. They were all able to, to enjoy the same, the same drink. Uh, they were sent out uh, of the of the Egyptian bondage, and they were they were still um, not in the right. 
So how could that be? Um, God calls uh, the Israelites to wander um, for 40 years because of their disobedience. So it's kind of it's, it's interesting because, remember, the, the thought is, hey, we can miss the mark, right? We can fall short. And there's this warning. We can fall short because we have this example, right? And you think that uh, after all that God did to supply them, to supply the Israelites, they still fell short. And they 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 had to uh, wander uh, 40 years uh, for their disobedience. And the Lord swore, swore his wrath uh, that not one of the unfaithful Israelites would enter King uh, Canaan. Deuteronomy chapter 1 verses uh, 34 to 39. God, and even God did not allow Moses to enter the can, enter Canaan, uh, 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 um, and so we think about it. So that's in um, number uh, twenty, verses two through thirteen. The point being that they disobeyed God's command, and because they disobeyed God's command, they were not able to um, inherit um, the blessings. So. Let's put it all in context. So if we think about the idea of the previous chapter was about liberties and the liberties that we have in Christ Jesus and not even though we have those liberties, thinking of our other brother, uh, thinking of our brother and not to um, make our brother stumble because we have these liberties. Think of the liberties that um, the, the Israelites had. They were able to, to come out of bondage, right? So they were liberated, if you will. And even in that, uh, they still stumbled. And so the, the, the same thought is had here, and that's what he's trying to drive here. Um, even though that liberties and, expedient, and expediencies are, are available uh, to us, we can't, exercise, we can't exercise them at the expense of our brother's faith. Um, the strong brother who does not consider his weaker brothers conscious in the matter of liberty and expediency is is in sin itself and sin is very serious and so that's the that's the example that paul is making here um that the uh is that that concept of israel's uh the, the israelite error and even though they were delivered even though they were saved likewise even though we were delivered even though we were saved uh, they still stumbled, and because they stumbled, they were not found righteous in God. So that's a warning. That's a warning. So let's look at the next section here. And this next section really goes from 6 to 14. Uh, uh, 6 to 14. And, and so he continues on to show to show us some examples uh, uh, to, to warn uh, the Christians. Now, these things were our examples, right? So here we go. To the intent, we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. So exa exactly uh, what we were just talking about. Um, these things were used as examples. If the Corinthians were una unable to control themselves and control their liberties uh, and control them and control uh, their relationships with their brothers, they too faced face the same um, penalty as the as the Hebrews, and Paul talked about that, right? Remember back uh, where Paul said that um, that that they could they would be um, uh, they could be in sin uh, by not considering their brother 
who was offended um, by by the idol by uh, eating foods um, sacrificed to idols. Here's that same thought. Um, Paul is saying that we shouldn't lust after things that may cause our brother in Christ to to, to, to struggle and fall. Um, so let's look at verse seven. Neither be ye idolaters, as some of them, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. <laughs> verse seven. Uh, Israel decided to make a god after seeing that Moses delayed coming down from my from Mount Sinai. You remember that in Exodus chapter thirty-two, verse six. Uh, and they per- persuaded Aaron to fashion a golden calf. Uh, the result of what happened was 3,000 Israelites lost their lives by the sword of the Levites in Exodus uh, 32, verse 28. And they had violated the law, um, one of God's law, which is idolatry. So we see here um, that we have to be careful. And we have to be careful about these kind of things. Uh, because we can suffer the same consequences. So let's look at verse 8. Um, Neither let us commit fornication, as some of them committed and fell in one day, uh, three and 20,000. Uh, and so this is a direct uh, example of uh, the cancel of Balaam. Um, both Midian and Moab sent um, prostitutes to seduce the Israelites. We see that in Numbers chapter 25, verse 9. And as a result, 23, uh, 24,000 people di- had lost their lives. The convict, um, and uh, they, and once and fell swear sloop. So, again, um, the fornication, which fornication we talked about uh, several chapters ago, uh, where a man had taken um, his, his, um, his father's wife, and that, that whole conversation of sexuality, that whole uh, immorality, that whole that whole conversation about um, the evils that can plague the church. This is this is an example he uses now. Here, here's uh, let's look at it. So uh, verse nine says, "Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of ser- serpents." Um, so we we can see that in. Um, so uh, in Numbers chapter 21, verses 5 through 6, remember after the Edomites uh, would not let Israel cross Edom, they had to take the long uh, southern um, route around Edom, the way that was difficult, and they began to complain about the manna. Remember that? And so as a result, God set the snakes to bite them and to kill them. So, um, as a result, much people of Israel died. Numbers 21, verse 6. Um, and so, let's look. Here's another example. Eat neither murmur, murmur ye, as some of them murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Another example. Uh, remember, they were in the, they were in the uh, wilderness, uh, and on more than one occasion, uh, the whole congregation murmured against God. Um, Numbers 14, they murmured against God when the 12 spies had returned and gave a report. And then they also did it on a second. Secondly, uh, they murmured after leaving Kadesh Barnea uh, and being led astray by the rebellion of Korah in Numbers chapter 16, verse 41. Again, the result was devastating. All the people 
20 years and older, who complained when the spies brought back the report of Canaan, wandered uh, for, in the wilderness for 20 years, uh, for 40 years, and died. In the case of Korah's rebellion, counting all the uh, 250 princes, uh, princes, family uh, of the Danites that were involved, and Korah's family, 15,000 people died because of the rebellion. Now, all these things happened unto them for an example that they are written for our admission upon whom the ends of the world are to come. So this word, uh, admonition, uh, it really means a warning. It's a warning. Um, the real, the, uh, I appreciate the, the way it's transliterated because uh, it, the way it's translated because it really means to put in mind. Um, if you think about it, it's to, this, all these things are written to put in our mind warning us uh, that we should be mindful uh, that we can uh, that we can fall too uh, and that we should we should um, we should be aware um, and studying the Old Testament helps us uh, for understanding and thinking of God and how he deserves and how he desires for us to live and so let's look at verse 12. Uh, verse 12 says, Wherefore, let him that thinketh that he stands, standeth take heed lest he fall. And there's go, it's going back to that idea of the puffed up thing, right? Uh, and that was a, that was a common theme uh, in the preceding chapters. And we see here um, that is very important uh, part of the argument is that if we think that we are puffed up, uh, if we think that we have knowledge, um, we really uh, can fall. First Corinthians chapter eight. First Corinthians chapter eight. First Corinthians chapter eight. Verse two says, "If any man thinketh that he knoweth anything, he knoweth nothing, yet as he ought to know." So here's another that first Corinthians chapter eight, verse two, go, really builds on that discussion there. So uh, whether weak or strong, Paul admonishes uh, all to take careful heed lest you fall to sin. Uh, the weaker brother uh, may may by uh, by pressing his liberty. Um, and remember, Paul talked about that and how how um, he doesn't take advantage of the liberty, although he could because he's an apostle. He doesn't do it. He 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 does not he does not do it. Uh, and then we see here a very pivotal part of the passage. Therefore, uh, there hath no temptation uh, taken you that is uh, common to man, but God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are temp uh, able to be tempted, but with the temptation you also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. I always love the story of Joseph and Potiphar's wife. Uh, Joseph didn't say, "Let me see how far this can go uh, before I get caught up." He ran. Uh, ran so far, uh, ran so fast that uh, he left his garments behind. Uh, and we have to be willing to do that um, because there's always a way uh, out. Uh, and you think uh, that, that we can, that we can, 
that we have that ability to always know that there's always an exit ramp. Always um, appreciate that, you know, when, when you're riding down a road and maybe if I miss my turn, uh, there's always an exit ramp, right? Um, sometimes there might be further away, but there's always an exit ramp that I can get off uh, and go the right way. Think about it the same way. Uh, God prov- provides us with an exit ramp uh, so that we may be, we may be able um, to, to, to exit out uh, and, and get away from, from these temptations. Take it up at verse 4. Wherefore, uh, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. I speak as to wise men, judge ye what I say. The cup of blessings which we bless is not the communion, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? For we being many are one bread and one body for all partakers of that one bread. Behold Israel after flesh. Uh, after the flesh, are not they all which eat of the sacrifices partaker of the altar? What I say then is that the idol is anything or that which it is offered in sacrifice. The idols is, is anything. But I say that things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. And I would not that ye should have fellowship with devils. Ye cannot drink of the cup of the Lord and the cup of the devils. Ye cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and of the table of the devils. Do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? All things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but not, but not all things edi- but all things edify not. So here we are in this conversation where it's a, now it comes to the Lord's Supper and this idea of fleeing from idolatry. And idolatry really is defined as the, a form, shape, image, statue, hence the image of a God. Um, and we see here um, that, that the, idolatry, the idolatry is something that we should, that we should avoid. Uh, and speak as wise men, and saw that in verse 15, Paul makes an appeal for Corinthian to, to have the ability to reason. The word judge means to consider. Uh, the chapter reveals that the purpose of the Old Testament, uh, the people who rebelled against um, the Lord's authority were punished, and so those who reject uh, God's authority today. So here we have this idea of the um, communion, right? And the cup, a drinking vessel, uh, that 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 that's that's being used. Um, Paul states uh, that the Christians partake of the cup, the fruit of the vine, representing the blood of Christ, for the mission of their sins, and communion of the blood of Christ. The communion, the fellowship, the participation. Uh, who is partnering and participating in the blessings of the blood of the sacrifice that Jesus represents, and the cup. Uh, and the body of the bread is we Christians, and those are the fellowships that we should be having. Uh, and 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 let's look at verse seventeen, where it says, "Seeing that uh, who are many are one bread, one bread, one body, and we all partake of the of the of the bread." So the the word "seeing" uh, reminds us 
uh, that we are being reasoned with, right? That we are being shown. Um, and so you might say, okay, well, what's the, what's the application here? So how can I take the Lord's Supper with a group of people calling themselves to be Christians, yet not follow the authority of God? Many brother brethren worshiping with institutional brethren while on vacation stated that they were not going to give up their means to support their era. Others stated that uh, the Aaron uh, brethren uh, they worship with uh, were to have the difference. Uh, but, but what do these things matter? Uh, clearly here, uh, one participates in the sharing of fellowship with one of another. Uh, they become one with them. And so it's really this kind of whole, this whole idea of the unity. How great would it be if we really showed that unity to each other and not try to find uh, different things to kind of keep us apart. Okay, so let's let's skip down to verse 20 here. Uh, but I say the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, uh, they sacrifice the devils. So so now we, we go back uh, into what the Gentiles were doing, right? Because remember the whole conversation is, hey, is it... Uh, the, the whole idea of eating things sacrificed. Um, and we talked, uh, we talked about in previous chapters how, hey, you know what? Even if you eat those things that are sacrificed to idols, they don't mean anything because that idol worship uh, is not valid. It's, it's not valid at all. So uh, it goes back to that conversation of eating things uh, that were sacrificed. Uh, and we see um, a parallel here, right? In verse 23, where it says, all things are lawful, but not all things are expedient. We see a parallel to what was said in um, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12 says something very similar. It says, all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but not, but I will, but will not be brought under the power of any. Again, uh, here's the same thought being being shed out, being brought out here. Um, and I love uh, what what's said in verse 24. Let no man seek his own, but every man another's wealth. Imagine if we kind of lived in that kind of society where we thought about uh, the beauty uh, the, the welfare of others. The liberty under consideration was eating meats, sacrifice idols. Though it may be lawful, Christians must ask, Is it who will it edify? And more importantly, who would it hurt? And we have to have that idea of brotherly love uh, when, when in consideration. And we see here in verse 25, um, whosoever is sold in shambles that eat, ask no question for his conscience sake, for the earth of the Lord's and the fullness of therefore. So if any of them that believe not bid you to a, fe to a feast, and ye dispose to go, whatsoever is set before you, eat, ask no questions for the conscience sake. So here again, he answers the question in pretty plain language. Uh, we know that people are uh, getting some of this meat from the meat market. And a Christian might find themselves in Corinthians shopping for meat. 
uh, with with a couple choices. Uh, and they might think to themselves, hey, what if this meat was sold? Uh, this meat that was sold was, was coming from idols. No question should be asked. Um, and they shouldn't worry about that. And that, 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 that sacrifice uh, means nothing uh, because it's idol. Um, but if it causes those who uh, have a weaker conscience uh, to stumble, um, then we should uh, think, consider uh, our brothers, right? And the knowledge of the source of the meat <coughs> was not meat needed uh, because the meat in itself was clean. Uh, the reason why is because uh, the, re- the the earth of the Lord, uh, the the earth for the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The animal flesh was a part of the fullness of the earth, and it was all blessed by God. Uh, so <clears throat> then we come down to first uh, twenty seven. So if anyone believe not bids you to go to a feast and uh, you dispose to go whatsoever is set before you eat, asking no questions of the conscience. So here he is just answering the question pretty, pretty, uh, pretty clearly. If you are a guest, uh, eat what was put before you without any question regarding the source of the meat. Uh, why? Because uh, we know that the everything is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Uh, and so verse number 28 and 29, uh, there's another, there's another, um, there's another scenario that really kind of builds on the previous, but if any man says unto you, uh, this is offered in sacrifice to idols, eat not for his sake that is showed it, uh, for his conscious sake and for the earth is the Lord and fullness of conscious i say not thy own but the for others for this is my will this is my liberty judge and another man's conscious for if i by grace be a partaker why am i evil spoken of for that which i have given thanks whether therefore ye eat or drink whatsoever you do do all in the glory of god give no offense neither to the jew nor to the gentile nor to the church and to the god the scenario is, per, is really pressed further. What if you are sitting uh, at a meal with an unbeliever and he tells you that the meat is served, uh, is sacrificed? What happens then? Um, and a sacrifice to a pagan deity. In this situation, the, cre- the Christian is bound by love and influence not to eat it, even though we know that that's pagan. Uh, not because the meat is unclean, but because the server or the host needs to understand that making the sacrifice to idol is wrong and unauthorized. So, uh, looking at verse 30, if I partake with thanks, why am I evil spoken of for that which I give thanks? This perverse uh, considers the consequence of the strong Christian eating the meat set before him, even though the meat's origin has made, has been made known. If the strong goes ahead and gives thanks for the food and eats it, knowing that uh, uh, that it's the fullness of the earth, uh, and he does uh, no good in this situation, uh, he's spoken evil of, because even if the unbelieving Gentile would see he, his hypocrisy, 
So it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. So he goes on a little further, right? In verse 31, whether you eat or drink whatsoever you do, do it to the glory of God. The determining factor, whether or not I partake in a liberty should be uh, whether or not it's bringing glory to God. We saw the same thing uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20. Jesus tells us that the glory uh, brought to God by the Christian, bearing the fruit and abiding in the commandments of God. Uh, one does not abide in the authority of God, brings God no glory. Uh, so, verse 32. So, give no occasion of stumbling, neither to the Jew, nor to the Greek, or to the church of God. Jews, Greeks, and to the church involved all classes of humanity. And Paul would not want to be a stumbling block to either one of them. Uh, remember what, what he said in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, uh, verses uh, verse 19. Though I have been, be, though I have be free from all men, yet I have been made myself a servant to all, that I might gain one. Again, that self-sacrifice uh, of that liberty is what Paul is willing to give for the sake of his soul. And uh, lastly, in verse thirty-three, even as I, even as I please all men in all things, not seeking mine own profit, but the profit of many, that they may be saved. Think about that. To seek uh, his own profit would be to participate in the liberties, no matter what others thought. Rather than being selfish and casting away the conscience of others, no matter the liberties that he had, he shut the door on the opportunity. Uh, Paul would rather give up the liberties and help the needy souls ra rather than profit from them. Uh, this um, this chapter, uh, you got to love it because it's really sacrificial, that real sacrificial agape love, being willing to sacrifice uh, our liberties, being willing to sacrifice our rights uh, just so uh, others don't stumble, just so others don't fall. How um, powerful would that be in our society if we actually applied those principles of Christ? Just think about our world and how we're so caught up in our rights and, and what what we have. Uh, and in reality, it's all given to us by God. And uh, so so what if we if we give up those liberties that we might have uh, for the sake of others? Very powerful stuff. Uh, very powerful and insightful and something for us to all strive for. Thank you uh, for listening to this lesson. My name is Calvin Mitchell and I am uh, Laurel Church of Christ. And I thank you uh, for studying uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10 with me.